there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm thinking of the Cheap Trick song. Hello there. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Hello there, ladies and gents. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready or not? Yeah, let's get going here. We got another episode of the John Riley Project, and I'm really looking forward to getting started here. But oh my goodness. There we go. Didn't turn on my audacity to start recording. So now we're all set. Anyways, how y'all doing? Um, hope you're having a great day out there. It's hump day. It's Wednesday. Boy, we've got a great st- uh, show in store for you today. You know, this podcast is all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so there's like two topics that I'd really like to get into today. Um, the first is this this um, marijuana study that the NFL is, is talking about doing to manage pain. It's got some connections here in San Diego. I, I think this is a really interesting story. Um, and then the second one is uh, the Canadian truckers, which has been a big story in the news. And we're going to talk a little bit about the truckers up in Canada. So that's our plan for today. You know, this is a live stream, so we welcome your thoughts and comments. Feel free to leave your thoughts uh, or type in your thoughts and ideas, questions in your Facebook chat or in the YouTube chat, and I'll read them on the air, and we'll have some fun today. So that's kind of our game plan. And besides, I, I need this podcast to be kind of short. I got to go pick up my son at the airport. Um, he's like arriving from Oklahoma City at about 3.30 today. So that's in about an hour and a half. So this will be a relatively short episode, but we've got some good stuff for you. So the the headline that I saw in our local news in the San Diego Union Tribune, and it said that the NFL is going to give UC San Diego, my alma mater, the Tritons, you know, the school right there in La Jolla, California, NFL is going to give UC San Diego $500,000 to study whether cannabis helps athletes manage pain. And I, this is kind of comical almost when I saw the headline. I was like, really? Really? I mean, of course, you know, marijuana can help people manage their pain. Um, and, it, you know, it's just, you know, and it, it's good that they're studying this. I mean, because we all know football is a brutal sport and all the CTE and, he, you know, people are getting a serious damage to their brains. There's been, a, you know, it, it, there, these guys are like gladiators out there. I mean, you know, what? just as a tangent, yeah, this is Super Bowl weekend coming. So what are we talking about? Yeah, the Super Bowl is this weekend. Um, who you got? In the Super Bowl, uh, you know, I'm I'm a I was you know born and raised up in San Francisco, so I can't quite root for the Rams. You know, it kind of goes against my religion. I think I'm going to be rooting for the Bengals, but I hope you're getting ready for a good Super Bowl Sunday. But when you're watching the game, I mean, think about this story that they're they're you know actually going to do a study on whether or not marijuana can help these athletes manage their pain. Now, this God, they, they should have done this 20 years ago. Now, you know, we all have seen the news. There's been a whole long list of players in the NFL that have been suspended for marijuana use. One of the most famous probably is wide receiver Josh Gordon, who had a history of using marijuana and getting busted in tests when he was a college student and then for multiple teams in the NFL. Um, But then, you know, then, you know, the, the, the other interesting story, and this is not really marijuana related, but it's NFL pain management related is good old Brett Favre, right? Brett Favre, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Remember, he was hooked on Vicodin as a as a pain uh, relief medication. 
And I'll tell you what, <laughs> Vicodin, that shit is addictive. Um, I was on it. I, you know, gosh, about 20 years ago, I think I've told you this story. 20 years ago, I fell off my roof putting up my Christmas lights. So, um, I mean, I was in really bad shape. I'm frankly, I'm lucky to be here right now. Um, and I remember I was on the Vicodin and I, I just remembered how addictive that was. And at first it was wonderful for pain management. But then as the pain sort of to recede, every, you know, from day to day to day, you, you still feel that pulling sensation, you know, wanting more of that Vicodin. And it was scary, you know, because I could feel that addiction coming on. I was able to keep it at bay, but I know a lot of people can't. And so Brett Favre, you know, was addicted to Vicodin. I mean, we, there's a whole list of other people that have been addicted to, to op opioids. I mean, that's a huge crisis in America. Rather than seeing these NFL athletes going for pain relief with opioids, why not get pain relief from marijuana? I mean, because, I mean, it's natural. And it, to me, this is great that they're, they're finally studying it. So I wanted to share some highlights in this article that I, I just think are really cool. So the National Football League is giving UC San Diego $500,000 to study whether cannabis can be effectively used to help athletes manage pain from injuries and to recover more quickly. And just as another aside, I like how they like to call it cannabis now, because I guess marijuana was sort of a dirty word, you know, and you know, this kind of goes back to all the reefer madness business. But uh, it's nice that that, you know, they're taking it more seriously. And um, Anyways, the NFL awarded the contract to UC San Diego Center for Medicinal, excuse me, Medicinal Cannabis Research. I had no idea they had a Center for Medicinal Cam Cannabis Research there in at UCSD. But, you know, good on them. I mean, UCSD is well known for being a scientific research institution. So that's great. But it, it's, this is interesting to put it within the context of the NFL and their rules because, you know, the NFL, you, for the longest time, and you get, you know, busted with pot, you know, in your system, and it can linger in your system for a very long time. You know, they were getting suspended left and right. Now, they finally, I think it was a year ago or so, they finally said, we're not doing those suspensions anymore. Um, but they are still fining players. They are still sending players out for treatment if they're just using marijuana. I mean, this is the year 2022 for people. I mean, they're still managing like the, this drug as though it's some sort of voodoo medicine. Um, and, um, you know, at least the NFL is showing a little bit of progress. But it, to me, it's it's like, man, this is, should have been done so, so much um, earlier. But it looks like what the NFL is doing is they're looking for scientific data to really back what they're, I'm assuming they're hoping to do, and that is to drop any penalties, and they've already dropped the suspensions, but to drop any other penalties or requirements for players that get, you know, drug tested uh, for pot. Um, so that's good, I guess, but I think we all know what the answer is going to be, right? That cannabis offers a, a, is a really good pain relief medication. Um, but I guess they just want to have the scientific data behind them because, you know, the NFL is so damn conservative. Um, and the minute they drop that policy, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to amp out. And so it's going to be good for them to have some sort of backing to this. Um, and, you know, the NFL is trying to find an alternative to opioids, you know, just like we want to avoid that Brett Favre situation. So 
ultimately, this is a good thing, but it's just kind of a little bit of tongue in cheek. It's kind of funny. In, in other ways, it's, they've been slow to get to this process, but I'm glad they have. Now, what's interesting that I, this is a part that I learned is that most of the evidence for cannabis for pain relief has come from using it for chronic pain, um, you know, uh, mostly neuropathic pain, but they haven't really studied it for acute pain, like from something after an injury or after a surgery. So that's really what they're going to go for. So they're, you know, I was just reading the article, they've got all kinds of testing procedures, et cetera, but they can't test it on NFL players because it's this is still a banned sub- substance. But they are going to actually test it here in San Diego with rugby players. And the rugby, you know, so there's a big rugby community here in San Diego throughout California. And, you know, you figure rugby players are probably going to suffer injuries most similar to NFL players. And the funny part of this is, is where is this quote? Um, and uh, it said the professional rugby community has been very enthusiastic and responsive about participating in a study like this. So, you know, good on them. Um, so apparently they're going to all get like these cell phone apps and they're going to manage, you know, they're, they're going to record their pain levels. They're going to, you know, monitor their sleep behavior and a lot of other things. So to me, this is cool. Now, you know, I, like I said, this this is a podcast all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? And and to me, you know, people should have the liberty to be able to get medication, you know, that, that can help them deal with pain relief. So it's nice that we're starting to see some further progress on this. But the whole, the rule itself is idiotic that the NFL has had this. Um, it's, it's just unenlightened. And, you know, the marijuana doesn't it's not like a steroid that gives you a, a performance enhancement. I mean, one could even argue it may make you less aggressive. Um, so it's just it just always seems silly that it wasn't um, it wasn't you know removed as uh, as a banned substance so much earlier. But I don't know. There's so many connections to this to to what's going on in society and even what's going on in my hometown here in Poway, California, because. You know, marijuana, I mean, it's a plant. I mean, it's a natural plant and it's medicinal. I mean, there's a, there's a long history of people that have used marijuana to find relief for pain, to find relief for um, seizures, to find relief for depression and anxiety. I mean, it has all kinds of medicinal uses, yet it's been illegal for so damn long. And I think that's part of the reason, you know, because big pharma was able to sell product um, rather than using something that was natural that people could grow in their backyard. Um, and, you know, with all of this rampant use of opioids and opioid addiction that we're seeing, not just in the NFL, but throughout society, to me, this is a no brainer to to make marijuana legal everywhere, including in the NFL. Probably even more so in the NFL, since they're the ones that are, I mean, literally just getting body slammed every single weekend. Um, but I don't know, I, I'm of the opinion, you know, that marijuana and, and really many other drugs really should be regulated in the way we regulate wine. You know, it's it, it, this shouldn't be some sort of a um, treated as some sort of a voodoo drug. Um, now, here in my hometown of Poway, California, you know, we're a suburb of San Diego. The, our city is still banned marijuana dispensaries. You know, it's illegal to have a marijuana dispensary in Poway. Now, 
you need to figure California is a pretty liberal place, right? It's overwhelmingly Democratic blue um, state. And San Diego, and the county in general, has becoming more and more blue. You know, if you roll the clock back 40 years ago, it was a lot more conservative. It was like a, a, a slightly less conservative version of Orange County. But as we have, you know, decade after decade, as we moved into the 21st century, San Diego County and the city of San Diego especially have become more and more blue, more and more democratic. So we're seeing a lot more openness to allowing marijuana dispensaries. But Poway, where I live, is a relatively conservative community. Um, our whole city council, I think, are all Republicans. There's definitely no Democrat on the city council. There might One of them might be an independent, but I'm not sure. So the, the, our, our community has been, in my opinion, closed-minded on this topic um, and, and unnecessarily have blocked people's access to medicine. Now, interestingly, all the other marijuana dispensaries in the county deliver. And you know that, you know, there's going to be, you know, people doing Uber Eats or whatever, you know, delivering um, product here in in, in Poway. I mean, it's obvious it's happening, but it's just like our city just seems to want to turn the, you know, know, block their vision, sort of pretend it's not there. Um, And it just seems silly to me. the, The more this is out in the open, then the safer it is, um, the more awareness we have of it. And then the more we begin to break down some of these archaic myths about the product. So I'm, I'm pleased to see that the NFL is making this move. Um, hopefully they're going to get positive results from this, this test that is going to happen at my alma mater at UCSD. I think that's great. Um, so progress, right? And you know, like I said, this podcast about life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. It's nice to see we're seeing some incremental movement in the direction of greater liberty. And that's what we're seeing here. So um, just um, I want to get into these Canadian truckers. This is the other interesting topic. But before I do, I invite you to, to go to my website. It's johnreillyproject.com. There you can see all the episodes. You know, We've got access to all the audio-only podcasts. You can get access to all of our videos that we're here on YouTube. You can also see them on our website at johnreillyproject.com. I've got blog articles there, um, lots of business resources and to help you attract more customers, podcasting, if that's something you're interested in, way podcasting can help businesses grow. Um, Just got a lot of content there that I think can be very valuable to you. And heck, I even have a a journal at johnreillyproject.com where I talk about how I set up this podcast. So if that's of interest to you, I invite you to go check out the website. Um, Pete Neal says, hopefully the NFL will do something more on concussion. Yeah, I agree. You know, I used to be a gigantic NFL fan. Um, You know, I was raised as a 49er and a Raider fan up in the Bay Area, came down to San Diego. Eventually, Chargers were number one. We had season tickets for the Chargers through most of the 1990s. You know, that whole Stan Humphreys, Natron Means era was just a great run for the for the Chargers. I say Padres. I meant the Chargers. Um but, you know, with a lot of the CTE stuff that's happening, you know, the Aaron Hernandez case, but you know, especially even locally, Junior Seau, you just realize that these guys, I mean, they are just getting walloped. I mean, they are getting serious injuries. Um, 
And the NFL has cracked down, you know, to your point, Pete, they want to see them do something about concussion. Their concussion protocols are, are better now. I mean, just think about it. Back in the day, you know, they used to say, ah, he got his bell rung. They just thought it was part of the process, part of being a manly man. But in fact, you know, we've learned that, yeah, there's tremendous amount of brain damage that's happening here. So it's good that the NFL, when they see a case of someone getting hit in the head, they, they, they get pulled from the game. Um, and, you know, helmet on helmet collisions are immediate, you know, major penalty. I'm not sure what else the NFL could really do. I mean, granted, they just extended the season to 17 games rather than 16. One could argue that puts the players at greater risk. Um, but th- to me, I, I've, I've lost interest in the NFL, partly because of CTE, but really mostly because I, my, my ex-girlfriend left me, the Chargers, and so I'm bitter still. And um, when the, I, I, my interest in the NFL was declining, and then the minute the Chargers left town, I pretty much – uh, only follow it peripherally. Like I'll watch the Super Bowl, um, but uh, it's it, it. Yeah, you're right, Pete. They, they need to do something about about concussions, greater protection, and then you think about it. How this affects college students um, and high school students that play tackle football. You know, some serious questions that need to be asked, um, and I think parents have some serious decisions to make on what they want to do for their children and what's really in their in their kids' best interest. Okay, Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Canadian truckers, because this if you've been following the news, this has been a really hot button issue. And it's and it's interesting because, oh, yeah, Pete, Pop Warner, too. You're right. Yeah. For the elementary junior high kids that play football. Yeah. For them, too. I think, you know, my son, I think, started playing tackle football. Maybe it was at the fifth grade, the sixth grade. I mean, that's when it starts. It starts early. So, so anyways, let's talk about the truckers. Um, and this is a very interesting topic and there's, there's all kinds of hysteria. There's a lot of misinformation that's going on about the trucker protest in Canada. And there's, it's breaking down right wing, left wing. And I kind of have a more nuanced position on this whole thing that I want to share with you, but let me just tee it up. So the way that I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, feel free to type them in into the chat, is that the truckers are protesting a vaccine mandate that is required to cross the border between Canada and the United States. So that's the thing that they're protesting. And, you know, I'm generally sympathetic with truckers. You know, I told you the stories of my stepfather was a truck driver and, you know, I was raised around semi trucks. We had a Kenworth and we later had a Peterbilt and my stepfather, he would, you know, drive all over California. And when I was younger, when I was probably too young to uh, stay home during the summer months, I would go to work with my stepfather in the truck and we drive all over the place. So I've been around trucks a lot. So I'm generally sympathetic to these guys. Um, and, you know, if you want to learn more about my history of trucking, I, th- I have a podcast episode that I released about, I don't know, it was like six months ago. Um, and it was all about trucker stories. So I invite you to go back to that. I can tell you about some of my crazy adventures. Um, but, you know, you, you see, like if you if you watch Fox News or, or you tune into some other sort of right wing perspective, you get a very different message than when you go and visit more left-wing people. They kind of see it through a different lens. 
And the right wing people generally are loving this protest. They're excited and they're, they're all, yeah, you way, way to go truckers. And Trump is pumping them up. Right. And the whole MAGA crew is pumping them up. And, you know, we're they feel like they're really making their point that this is about freedom and this is about, you know, fighting against the government and their mandate on truckers. And they're sort of gleefully enjoying all the disruption that this is creating. Um, and now more people are getting involved and it's getting more exposure. And now it's getting to be something more than just the truckers. Um, and the truckers are honking their horns and and creating, you know, um, you know, they're just getting a lot of attention and they're just loving it. All the right wingers are just loving this. Now, on the other side, <laughs> you, you see the left wingers and they are looking at this completely different. I mean, the left wingers are just outraged by the chaos and all these people that are descending into their cities like in Ottawa, you know, because that's where all the truckers were going in Canada. They were going to Ottawa for this this rally. Um, And, you know, at at first they start saying, ah, these guys are idiots. You know, they're not vaccinated. And a lot of the left wingers think that this is a protest against the vaccine. But it's not. It's a protest against the mandate for the vaccine. Those are very different things. You know, and and that's kind of how I line up. I'm very pro-vaccine, but I'm very anti-mandate. And I think that's a position that is logically consistent with the whole idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, I'm I'm pro-vaccine because I want to manage my life. I want to maximize my health. I want to protect myself to the best ability that I can. That's why I take a vaccine. And I, you know, it's science (laughs) after all. But at the same time, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, the liberty part is interesting, too, because other people, for whatever reason, don't want to take the vaccine. And to me, that's a foolish decision. But you should have the choice to make that decision, Um, especially now that the vaccines are widely available um, and we've learned a lot more about the vaccine. And I'm thinking if you don't want to take the vaccine. Well, really, the the biggest risk to anyone is to you for not taking the vaccine, because um, the vaccine is ultimately to protect yourself, to protect yourself from a more serious illness, more uh, to protect yourself from uh, serious hospitalization and to protect protect yourself from dying. Um, So that's why I I find this whole thing interesting because there is a nuanced position between the two, but the the left wingers are also getting more outraged because they see um, now all these other groups are descending, you know, all the, the protesters, the MAGA people are coming in. And so now you start hearing all these accusations that they're all, all these protesters, they're racist, they're bigots, it's QAnon, you know, it's all of this. And, I don't know. It might be. I don't know if it is or not, but you can see how it's getting distorted. And the narrative is very different when you look at left wing versus right wing media. Um, and then, you know, never mind the fact that a lot of the left wingers and especially, you know, in Canada are, are accusing, you know, some of these protesters of being racist. But at the same time, Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada was he was there's, there's photographic evidence of him in blackface when he was younger. Um, it's shocking to me that he is still the prime minister of Canada when there's evidence of him in blackface. Usually that is a instant cancel, you know, in today's cancel culture. Um, but 
there's just there's all so much hypocrisy in all this. And then, of course, you know, um, uh, you know, there's there's now there's discussion that maybe they're going to have another trucker rally in the United States. And and, you know, they're getting fired up for that. People here in America, some are happy, some are worried. And and then I guess the the truckers, um, they have like a GoFundMe and they raised 10 million dollars. But then GoFundMe took the money off the table. You know, some people are thinking they're they're operating at, at the direction of the government. And then, in fact, this is the government by proxy interfering in protesting. So it's just a lot of crazy tangents to this whole thing. So here's my take on this that I think is important. Number one is I support their the truckers point. You know, the, the truckers point is that they don't want to have a mandate for the vaccine. Now, granted, 90% of the truckers are vaccinated. So, you know, they they understand that sort of nuanced position. They're 90% of them are pro-vaccine, but they're anti-mandate. So I support the idea that, you know, my life, my body, my choice, right? And, I, and I'm consistent on that across the board, on abortion, on drugs, on vaccines, you know, her body, her choice, his body, his choice. So I think they've got a righteous point there. But the, this is where it all goes sideways for the right wingers. They call this thing, this 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 trucker protest, this this blockade. I don't know. What do you call it? They're calling it the Freedom Convoy. This is where this drives me bananas. So it's basically freedom for me, but not for thee. You know, it's this distorted version of freedom where they want freedom for themselves they don't want anyone to tell them what in the hell they can do, but they don't care about the freedom of other people. And I think this is imp- this is a very important point to understand because the protesters, what they're doing, these trucks, they're blocking roads. They're blocking um, access to uh, borders as well. I mean, let me see if I can find the quote in this article. It was very interesting. Um, so. Where is it? Um, yeah. So they are the truck drivers are blocking traffic on the Ambassador Bridge, a key crossing between Windsor, Ontario and Detroit. Um, so th- th- they call it, again, the Freedom Convoy. But by blocking access to these roads and bridges, by creating all of this chaos, they are ultimately violating the life, liberty and pursuit of happiness of other people. They're blocking their ability to move, to travel, to do business. So they're just being assholes about this. And that's the thing that just tweaks me. Because if you support freedom, if you support liberty, you should be supporting liberty for everybody, not just you. Um, So, you know, there's a place for a protest. I get it. You know, protesting is very important. But. You can't do it at the expense of other people. Um, and this it's, to me, it's nuts. I mean, here's Pete Neal on the live stream. He says, I, as you, support the right to protest, but not to the point where others uninvolved are harmed. Shipments to the populace is being blocked. Harm. Pete, you're absolutely right. In a world with free trade, you know, we shouldn't have people interrupting people's ability to do trade. Now, granted, the, the, the truckers have a right to protest. The truckers have a right, if they choose, to not deliver the goods that they have. Um, but in doing so, they end up undermining their own cause and, and really 
losing some of the sympathy because they end up pissing off people that could otherwise be aligned with them. So but but when you start blocking access to roads and to bridges and, you know, we saw that with the BLM protests where they would like block a freeway and they just the the protesters felt so um, energized that they were actually making a big difference, that they were, um, you know, causing a, a disruption, causing chaos so they would get attention. But you end up you know, again, violating the rights of other people. We see this here in my hometown of Poway. I've talked about the Poway protesters that happen here every Sunday. You know, this has been going on for years, but it really ramped up in the world of Trump, um, where they're originally, gosh, they used to be left-wing protesters that were there protesting against George W. Bush and the Iraq war. And then eventually it turned into an anti-Trump corner. And then the Trump people showed up on the other corner and it's become this huge rally point, this flashpoint. There's been moments of violence on this street corner here in my hometown of Poway. But the, the Some of the Trump people, you'll see them hold signs that say freedom. But on the other, there'll be a sign right next to it that'll say deport illegals. <laughs> and you're thinking, this doesn't make sense. You know, it, again, it's freedom for me, but not for thee. And, and th- this always just makes me go crazy. Um, because when you go back to the Declaration of Independence, the, the founding document, of the United States of America that set up the moral cause, the higher purpose of what America was all about was that we're all created equal. Okay. Um, And which means we all have equal rights and we are all have the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Actually, they said we have unalienable rights, rights that can't be taken away that were provided by, I think, in the declaration, I think it was from their, uh, the creator or from God. But a lot of people can see it as coming really from nature or really objectively. You could you can witness it um, in, in terms of, you know, we're all here. We own our lives and we're here to pursue our life, to live our life, to flourish in our life. We all have the rights of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. It's not just Americans. It says all men are created equal. Now, back then in 1776, all men meant all humans, right? You know, kind of like when Neil Armstrong landed on the moon and this is one step for man. And what was that line? I mean, he wasn't only talking about people with male genitalia. He was talking about humans. So all men are created equal. And we all have the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's really important to understand that, that, you know, sure, you want freedom for yourself, but you have to understand that the other guy has rights, too. And I think this is where the truckers go wrong. I think they've got the right point that the mandates are heavy handed. I mean, and frankly, they're truck drivers. They're in a cab, in a truck. It's not like they're, you know, um, walking in a mall surrounded by a thousand people. I mean, these guys are the ultimate social distancers. So it's stupid that there's a mandate on truckers. I mean, of all professions, that's the most idiotic profession to assign a mandate for a vaccine. Plus, you know, truck drivers, they tend to be independent guys that are kind of, you know, proud to to drive the truck. You know, they're the kind of guys that don't like to be told what to do. So you, you knew you're kind of poking the bear there. But still, it just makes no sense that they they should be given a mandate. But. 
they, those truckers all have to understand that other people have rights too. And when you're an asshole blocking the road, you're violating the rights of other people to live their life freely. Um, and, and the government has a, bro- a proper role here, and that is, is to unclog those roads and those bridges um, and arrest people that are doing that sort of thing because the role of government should be to secure our rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, Canada, I know, is a whole different thing, and they've got different rules, but um, ultimately that's what this should be about. Now, there's all kinds of other crazy stuff going on. I I was reading here, and I think I saw a photo of this, that the Ottawa police made several arrests of people, including seizing fuel from some protesters. So I think people had like these gas cans, maybe it was filled with diesel to take to the truckers so they can keep idling their truck because it's probably cold up there and uh, and to keep it going. So I don't know. You know, again, I, I love the right to protest. I'm all about it. I, I think they've got a great point about mandates, uh, about vaccine mandates. But it, it's it's they're just taking the wrong approach here. Um, and they're in my opinion, they're undermining what what freedom is really all about. And that's the irony that they call themselves the freedom convoy. But by doing it, they want to harm the freedom of other people. Just crazy. Okay. So we've got a couple more comments on the live stream from Pete Neald. I always think back to one line lyrics in a song from my youth that trained me for, for my life. The verse was found dead in Ohio. Oh, that's the old Neil Young song, right? Are we talking about the same thing? Um, Tin soldiers and Nixon coming. Um, I think so. And then Pete. Yeah. Thanks. One, one step for a man, a giant leap for mankind. You know, I think that Neil Armstrong quote was actually, I think he flubbed it. I think he was meant to say that it was one step for a man and a giant leap for mankind. But I think he left off the A. And I think he just said one step for man and a giant leap for mankind. It's just kind of interesting. Um but anyways, so I'm interested in your thoughts and comments. You know, feel free to you know type them in here on Facebook or on uh, YouTube. And then, of course, if you want to continue the conversation, go out to my uh, – I have another site. It's actually a page on my website, but I have a special URL that will take you there, and it's called connectwithjohnny.com. Connectwithjohnny.com. And there on that page, you can uh, find all my social media sites where I go and, and you can continue the discussion. I'm on Facebook, but actually Facebook a lot less so lately. Um, I'm always on Twitter. I just, I love Twitter. And then I enjoy um, interacting with people in the, in the YouTube comments as well. So um, there you can get access to all the other social media platforms. And, and like I said, in the previous episode, I'm going to work on expanding the live stream onto other platforms. I think it's going to be my project for the weekend. So uh, I want to get on rumble and I want to get on a, I, I want to be able to use, I think Periscope will get me on a Twitter for the live stream. So I've got to figure all that out. Um, so uh, there you can get on, you can connect with me on social media. Of course, I have all of the platforms for the audio only podcast, you know, like Spotify and iHeartRadio and iTunes. I mean, there's a whole long list of them. You know, that's why they always say wherever you get your podcasts, you know, because there's so many places you can get them. But I have quick and easy links that you can click on. It'll take you right to the John Riley Project page on each of those podcast platforms. And I encourage you to subscribe um, and, and, and continue and follow along with these episodes. 
Um, oh, and then you can also sign up on my mailing list there too at connectwithjohnny.com. Okay, so I got a closing quote today. Um, and this is a lady that I quote frequently on the podcast because it just seems this this person um, always has a great deal of insight. She is has in many ways predicted the future. Um, and her message, when properly understood, and a lot of people don't understand her, but when properly understood is highly aligned with this notion of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And she says, and you'll probably figure out who we're talking about here. She says, you do not have the right to parade through the public streets or to obstruct public thoroughfares. You have the right of assembly, yes, on your own property and on the property of your adherents or your friends. Right. So you can go out and rent a hall. You can rent, um, you know, a stadium. You could rent a lot and have an assembly. You can do it on your own property. And she's right. But nobody has the right to clog the streets. And the quote was from Ayn Rand. And this all gets back to the whole idea is that we all have the same rights. We all have individual rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So you should be able to go about, you know, in this case, a First Amendment right, the right of assembly. Now, granted, this is Canada. I know it's different. I, I, I'm assuming they have some version of a Bill of Rights. I don't know if it's better or worse than the one in America, but I'm assuming they have the right to protest. But it's within us, within the scope that you're not actually tearing down other people, harming other people. And so, you know, because the other guy has rights too, and Ayn Rand gets it. I like it. I like to talk about a lot about that here um, on the John Riley project. Uh, Pete says you can clog the Capitol mall. Well, that's a funny one, right? That kind of goes back to, uh, was the the Capitol Mall is is that's the space right in between um, the the Capitol building and the Washington Monument right like where where they have the inaugural address where Trump pretended that he had the world's largest crowd ever assembled for a a, a president which was a lie um, are we talking about that I think so I always think of Jenny um, running through the the fountain from uh, the movie Forrest Gump. Uh, it's a reflecting pool. Pardon me, not a fountain. So is that what you're talking about, Pete? Is that the Capitol Mall? I think it is. And that's a, that's a rightful place to protest, right? It's a public space. It's it's a, play, a space that historically has been used for pro- protesting. Now, I would imagine if you're going to have a major event there, you got to get a permit and everything else, which I don't necessarily agree with, because you, you shouldn't have to get a permit. To, to act, you shouldn't have to get permission to exercise what is your right in the first place. Um, so Pete says, yep. So I guess that we are talking about the same place, the Capitol Mall. Yeah, that's a reasonable place to set up a protest, right? But, uh, you know, you see these yahoos blocking freeways and these truckers. I mean, they're they're blocking every lane on the road. Have you seen the pictures? I mean, that that's that's going too far, friends. You, you know, I support your point of the mandate, but I don't support you thwarting and violating the rights of other people by blocking their ability to pursue their happiness. So with that, I I will conclude it's what two 39 Pacific time. And I've got to be down at San Diego airport Lindbergh field. My son arrives in about 45 minutes. So I think if I wrap up this podcast, head out the door, I'll be in good shape. So um, until next time, friends, we'll see you later. 
Hope you're enjoying these shorter versions of podcasts. I think this will give me an opportunity to do them a little more frequently um, because I always got something to say and uh, it'll make it a little bit more digestible for those of you that enjoy coming and watching or listening to the John Riley Project. So until then, friends, have a great day. Be safe and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a favor, subscribe and then share it with a friend or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let's continue the conversation on social media. Go to connectwithjohnny.com to get links to our social media content, audio podcast platforms, and to sign up for our mailing list. To be a guest, read my blog or get more information please visit johnreillyproject.com to get started.